Yo, what's up? What's up? What's going on? Summertime is here, baby. What's up? Finally. It's we getting back. Nice and we warm back. We get a nice <laughs> getting warm. Finally. Arms is out. Man. What's up, fellas? Yo, what up, what up? Welcome to the Norm Part Podcast. Feeling good. Filthy feeling good. Yeah, what's man. up, filthy? Why you feel so good today? Because we're getting into the world. Uh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You talking covenants. Yo, he got this new and part voice that I'm starting to hear more and more. <laughs> we get, we're getting into the world. <laughs> you cats is coiny, coiny Christians. <laughs> you saw that, right? Low key. He low got these shots. Where it up? He got the. <laughs> Yo, somebody was like, coiny Christians. Ha 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 ha. Laugh out loud. Laugh out loud. Laugh out loud. I was like, word. Oh, Filthy sending shots right on air, dog. Word. He, those shots, yeah, Holy Spirit yeah. <laughs> he said, you guys are coiny. The vessel, baby. Y'all my brothers, though. I love y'all, but y'all coiny. I don't even know who I was talking to. What was that? Why was that? You said that because we, we want a joke. You said, y'all guys want a joke? Oh. You want a joke for three hours? I just want to get oh. in the word and talk oh. about Melchizedek. <laughs> That's the filthy voice. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing the filthy voice. <laughs> I said, "Why well, here?" Pat we... Yeah, you got a pat in the voice. You got a pat in the voice, man. <laughs> Yo, there, there was somebody that made a comment, and I kind of wanted to bring it up. Okay, okay. We were talking. About, remember, we were talking about um, direction, right? If you got to do something to inquire of the Lord, and we were kind of yeah. discussing that. So this, I don't want to chop up this person's name. Yeah, don't use the name. Oh, you want it? Well, I mean, I mean, to you. I'll I'll do the uh, the initials K A. Right. I don't want to put them out there, but um, real quick, th- this person said there was a part in the discussion that drew my attention. The part where Marcus asked if we should inquire of the Lord about everything. I was reminded of the scripture in Proverbs three six. It says, "Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, and He shall direct your path." There is also another scripture in Proverbs fourteen twelve, and it says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. We mm-hmm. see examples of this in the life of Abraham and Lot. Abraham went to Egypt without inquiring of the Lord and made a decision that seemed right to go to Egypt for food. If the Lord had not stepped in, Abraham would have been in danger. All right, we can also see the same in Lot. He made a decision that seemed obvious and best for his situation. So I do not believe that as the word says, we sh- so I do believe that as the word says, we should inquire of the Lord about every decision. King David is a prime example of this. Almost every major decision he made, especially concerning war, he first inquired of the Lord. In addition, Jesus knew the will of God, but still chose to fully submit to the Father and only moved when he was told to. So what do you guys... Mm. So th- this was um, pretty much with the topic that we were discussing, right? And we kind of went into, segued into that. And you know, this this person brings up these good points. So what do you guys think of it? I should've, I should've kind of let you guys what? think about it before, <laughs> before I sprung it up on you guys. I, think, um, I, got a, I got a chance to meditate on it, but I, I want to know what you guys think. I think all of those points are, are valid and yeah. beautiful because of where it comes from, it comes from the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't go wrong by always inquiring of the Lord. You just right. can't. But there are times, you know, where we don't. And I mm-hmm. think the liberty that God gives us as children of his, you know, to sometimes make decisions. And 
you know, if if you're in your word on a daily basis, sometimes you can make those decisions just because you know what the Lord would want, you know, the will of the Lord. You know, but I do agree with with that person. You know, yeah. we should inquire of the Lord and but sometimes we're humans and we just make these decisions, so mm-hmm. liberty. What do you think? No, I I agree with um with Ange. I do think we that that person made a total valid point. Bought it from the scriptures, hundred percent right in terms of like mm-hmm. always equining from the Lord, right? Um, and we and we do see other examples where like Saul, for example, making a move without properly inquiring from the Lord, and then right. he goes in in his own flesh, and then you see it was a total debacle mm-hmm. in that situation. So we do see um, the Lord leaves us tons of examples where it is the most appropriate thing to do is to seek Him first in everything that we do. Um, but I also do agree with with Angela with, with the whole thing like where we have this liberty because um, we know the will of the Lord. I mean, the will is that we be sanctified. That is His will, is right. that our lives be sanctified. You know, right. but in terms of like, um, and we do have to wait on Him. You know, and but I think there's there's certain things like maybe small things, you know, things that are not like I guess life changing decisions. Mm-hmm. That it's like okay, you know. Um, Yo, you want to eat that, or you want to do this, you want to do that. But I think every single major decision in your life have to be, you know, on your knees and waiting on the Lord. Yeah. So I think the major decisions have to be, you know, and I guess some minor decisions, um, but like little small things, um, minutia, you know, because I think some some Christians fall into this um, paralyzation when it's, you know, tiny minutia where it doesn't matter kind of, mm. you know, um, mm. it, well, it's not going to affect. And I think these things, you you know, you don't need to, but I guess it's, it's the so, person's conviction. Yeah, so I now, guess. yeah, so now it's it falls into what's what's a minor right. decision. A right. person could be like, oh, me moving across state is minor. Right, You're right. To somebody else, it, be, it could be major. So it's, yeah. it's all subjective. Um, but I also think about, you know, I read those scriptures and read about those men. And I wonder if it applies to us the same way, right? Abraham, because um, like, we are reading about these men and learning about God, and we got the full counsel right. of God. So, you know, you're looking at these men that were learning, right? This progressive knowledge, like Abraham didn't probably didn't know the full revelation mm-hmm. you know david didn't know the full revelation mm-hmm. you know we got the privilege of reading about the full revelation of, of god's word through jesus christ so i'm wondering if it's if it applies the same way right because in psalms 1 it speaks about you know blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stand in the path of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the lord and in his law, he meditates day and night, right? And then it goes on to say how this person will be blessed, right? He shall be like a tree planted by the river. So this imagery of fruitfulness, this imagery of um, just just receiving that nourishment from God. So if Ange, Ange brought it, I think everybody brought it up. If you're constantly um, meditating, if you're constantly developing that relationship with God like Abraham did with the altars, can you now, right, make make these decisions in faith that the Lord is going to go before you? I think that was kind of right. the, 
instead of wrestling with every decision. So in the situation with Abraham, it was kind of like, yo, go over there. Don't go anywhere else. And that's clear. So if we get a clear directive, yeah, of course, you got to follow that clear directive. But sometimes there is no, there's no clear directive. Our our directives are, you know, when we go to the New Testament, God tell us what to do, right? Being sanctified, loving your neighbor, that's clear. Right. So we, we're not to deviate from clear directives of God. So, I, you know, that comment, when I read that comment, it got my mind going, and I was thinking, I was like, wow, these are great points. But can you apply it one for one? Mm. Right? Can I apply the life of Abraham and the life of David the same way, Right? Like David, he his position, yo, you're a king. These are the things that you're supposed to do. Abraham, I told you exactly what you're supposed to do. For us as as Christians, you know, Jesus told us what we're supposed to do. Right? Love your neighbors. Right? Being sanctified. Right? right? Fellowship. Like those are clear how we're supposed to live our lives. It's clear. So then, you know, the issues of you know, decisions, marriage and moving and job and ministry and, you know, I don't know, but it was a good point, though. Excellent. Thank you for, you know, making that point, whoever that was. We love to read your comments. I'm going to try to pronounce the name, dog. I think it's Kwaku. I apologize if I'm I'm butchering. It's K W A K U. How would you pronounce that? K W A K U. Kwaku. 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 Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Kwaku for that excellent. Yeah, that was comment. That was a, that was and that comment. that comment was on YouTube because we're on YouTube. Like and subscribe. That's what you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> Yo, man. Yeah, I give them directors. Yo, like and subscribe. Hit the bell. That's it. <laughs> So hit, the like, hit the like button. Hit where's, the like button. Where's the like button? Where's the bell? Is it, it over here? Pop over here. Is it over? <laughs> it's one of these corners over here. Word up. So where we at? We in? How you guys doing? We good. Now nah, we about to get in the word because filthy don't want to know how filthy we don't want. Filthy don't want us to care about Filthy don't care about our well being. Exactly. Uh, he want to go straight into the word. Has, how's your mental health? <laughs> It was warm, man. Yo, I'm you excited. Out of order, dog. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's why I said, B. Summer's here, B. People are gonna be in a happier mood for these two months until it start getting dark again at uh, five o'clock and yeah. four o'clock. Right. <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> this is exciting. Unless dog. you're in I California. Yeah. Uh, we get. It's nice all the time. When does right. daylight saving start? California. Does it start soon? Yeah. You get the daylight. Right. Get the daylight longer. I think it passed already, right? Yeah. You get the daylight longer. We on the East Coast, so that's why we uh we're excited for warm weather and longer right. daylight because right. it ends. We get what eight weeks of that, two months of that, and then, then it goes. And back the streets up. is open back up. Oh yeah, the streets is on fire. So you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, means more prayer, <laughs> <laughs> more restraint. <laughs> <laughs> it means the covenant with your eyes. <laughs> Lord, my eyes. Nah, real talk, dog. It get hot out, baby. Oh, it gets, hot. It gets hot out here, dog. And like I said, you only get two months. <laughs> so, you, mean, so you're trying to take it all in for two months. You hit him with that. I made a covenant with my eyes. <laughs> 
that covenant never worked, dog. Said you get two <laughs> months, B. <laughs> Every morning you make that covenant. Every morning you gotta recovenant, recovenant your eyes. Oh, every morning, man. dog. Every time before you open the door and step out somewhere, <laughs> dog. It's crazy. Yeah. Yo, it's hard in these streets, man. Yeah, it is, brother. But and, you know, and like that. <laughs> <laughs> and like that joke. <laughs> Look at Ange yeah, laughing. Yeah, Ange, you laughing? You'll be Ange hardly laughing. He'll be restraining. Yo, Ange, you corny. Yo, Ange, why you laughing? You corny. I'm going to hit you with the filthy voice every time you go against your own thing. You corny. Why you laughing? Let's get into Abraham. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get let's get it to the. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. You guys are out of order, B. Y'all laugh too much, B. Oh, for yeah, going through see? the word of God, B. You see, y'all got too much joy, B. Going through the word of God, <laughs> yeah, B. Y'all supposed to be uh, sour face, yeah. like y'all eating lemons all day, dog. Y'all going through the word of God. You supposed to have lemon face. <laughs> so we in uh, Genesis chapter fifteen. Mm. Yeah, Lot. Um, um, Lot was just um, a captive. Abraham rescued him. You had um, the the meeting with the kings mm-hmm. and uh, Melchizedek. We see him, Melchizedek. We see him come on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and Abraham, Abraham paid. The thing is, Abraham paid tithes to him. And what, me reading that, I, I'm like, this is way before the law. This is way before the um, the priesthood and all of that. And he paid tithes to him. And to me, that was big. Like, Abraham knew, like, even gaining whatever he gained during that time, it was just like he knew he had to give to the Lord. Like, that process of understanding that whatever I acquired from the Lord, I got to give. I got to give back. He wasn't tight with it, mm-hmm. you know. And like I said, this such a stigma in giving to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the first thing people, I don't want to go to church because, you know, all that, the pastor's always passing around the collection plate, you know, and there's some churches like that where the pastor pass around the collection plate. You got the building fund and this fund and a million other funds, too many <laughs> funds, you know, but it's, I look at it as the, from the heart of the giver, who are you really giving to? Right, right. You know, are you giving to the church? Like, like, even if you don't give to a church, let's say you don't go to church and you don't give to a church. If you're a Christian and you believe in Jesus Christ and you have these principles with God, you have to have that in your life where you give back to God. Right. You know, you give back to God and you see him giving a tenth. So you might not have to give to a church, like pick a charity, mm-hmm. you know, pick some somewhere where people are less fortunate or whatever. But have it in your heart that I'm giving this to the Lord. Right. This is to glorify God. This is to glorify his kingdom. You choose. You know, it don't necessarily have to be a church, but just that attitude as if you're a believer in Christ and you God is in your life, you have to practice giving, you know, giving a tenth of what you make, giving a tenth of what you have acquired. And you're seeing this principle early on. This is way before the nation of Israel is even established. Mm -hmm. You're seeing this like Abraham had that principle, like, nah, I got to give, I got to give to God, you know? So when he saw the high priest of God, who is Melchizedek, he was like, yo, I gave him a 10th, yeah. you know, because he understood that just like that dialogue he had with the King when the King was like, you know, he said, I don't want nothing from you. Yeah. You know, I don't want you to ever say that you made me rich. 
Right. You know, this is this is all came from God, but he understood the principle of giving back to God. And and it frees you up, you know, because you know how we are with money. We know we how we are with our things. Right. Once we get something, we want to hoard it. We want to, you yeah. know, keep it to ourselves. But just that principle of letting go. You see that that Abraham had that. That was one thing with me, like when I started going to church, you know, with the ties. That was, and it's a sanctification process, right? Um, giving that portion and depending on God to uh, provide you with the resources, because mm. that's the exercise. Because you could easily be dependent dependent on money, and money becomes your God. Right. Because you could take care of everything, because you got the bread, right? You can make it happen. So, you know, when I initially started, I was like, mm, grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. What do you mean? I got to pay, you know? Cable bill's coming up. Right up. So, it took a while where you, you, um, you're not attached to the money, right. right? And you're able to give it. And I'm not worried about, you know, what happens what, after. What? The, the dog, that's, that's, right. that's none of my business, mm-hmm. you know? If you know, we pray that the pastor is using the money rightfully, but right. I'm not worried about that. You know, it's not my position to, I'm giving it as if I'm giving it to, to God. God. Right. God, you, you deal with it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If somebody's, you Misappropriating know, it, that's on them. That's on them. Right. And exactly. you, you take care of that. Yep. Right. But I'm not worried about, you know, after it exchanges from my hand and to, to whatever organization or whatever church, I, I don't care. Yep. The whole point is um, not being dependent. And, you know, mm-hmm. the Lord is faithful where he's he's always taking care of, you know, what I'm saying my needs and my family's needs. And and I think it's like you got to be responsible. You know, if you know that it's being. It's not being I mean, used yeah, properly. Of course, yeah, of course. Like, you're not if, just going to give your a is a crook. <laughs> if he's coming through with the new Bent dog, the new be. Bentley upgrade every... <laughs> the plane? <laughs> and the, he's coming through with the soul plane every... <laughs> the G747. The G7, you know what I mean? Like, you got to be like, yo, your dog. So ah. Pastor can have a... a yo, B, private, listen. A private Pastor, G, G7? Pastor could do whatever he want. I'm just hey, saying man. as far as you. You giving. But, you know... um, it's like you said, like you're giving that to God. It says he gave a tenth of all. And to mm-hmm. see that established from Genesis. What? Yeah, be too crowded and uh, <laughs> be too crowded and coach. And Jet Blue be too crowded. And spirit. They be you don't want your pastor to fly spirit. Yeah, they be wilding on be, spirit though. Like, what? <laughs> Y'all gotta fly and they, you know, too many people on Jet Blue. It's not enough leg room. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's you're seeing that established oh, man, from terrible. since Genesis. And that's why, you know, I'm like, this was established early. This wasn't part of the law. Right. You know, this was this was something spiritual. And Abram understood that. Because mm-hmm. it's a heart thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's preparing your heart just to show it's an exercise of faith. You know, like, like you said, being dependent on the Lord. Because knowing that your resources is not of you. Your resources are of the right, Lord. Right. So he's giving it to you. It's like, yo, Lord, thank you. That's being grateful. That's being, you know, that's showing gratitude to all the things that you've blessed me with. You yeah. know, you've given me all of this. So I'm going to show you that I, I love you, Lord. And I'm, you know, I'm grateful for all you have done for me. And even and, with like your, the time, like God gives you 24 hours in a day. Are you tithing, you know, 10% of that? Are you spending two hours and 40 minutes? <laughs> A day mm-hmm. with the Lord, reading the Word, and, and just spending time with Him. Like even mm-hmm. your time 
nice. should be tithed. You know what I mean? Wake up in the morning, spend an hour with the Lord, an hour before you go to bed. And before you know it, that's that's 10 percent of your day. You yeah. know, and that's going to eventually turn into more yeah. time because you're going to fall in love with that time with the Lord. So right. even time, man. So, um, yeah, those events. So that, let's get into chapter 15. Let's go 15, 1, 2, 6, right? After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing that I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Indeed, yeah. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so after these things, so we're reading about, you know, after, you know, chapter 13 and 14, after the battle, um, after Abraham went and rescued Lot. Right. So we have this vision, you know, Abraham seeing seeing the Lord in the vision and the Lord is talking to him. And what does the Lord say to him? First thing he says, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Yeah. So I think that just um, in in context or in continue continuation from chapter 14 in terms of like, you know, just coming out of the war with all these kings yeah. um, with in Sodom and Gomorrah and all these different kings and all that. So I'm imagining that at that moment in time that he could possibly be thinking that, listen, yeah, I did rescue a lot. I did rescue, um, deliver these people um, from Sodom and all that. Yeah, now I'm going back home. Could these people retaliate? Retribution. Could there be retribution on me, my family, right. my crew? Um, so... So I'm here, so I'm thinking that preemptively the Lord is saying, listen, don't be afraid. Whatever you think, whatever, you know, trepidations you have now, whatever fear that you have, don't be afraid because this battle that you just won, I won that battle. Right. So he's already showing you that I was, because I was your shield. I was the one that protected mm -hmm. you. You went there with 318 dudes and you fought five nations or so. I was there to be your shield. Yeah. So I think that's, he's already laying the groundwork mm -hmm. of his position. And obviously, the Lord is not going to tell you not to be afraid if you're not afraid, right? Exactly. So Abraham was afraid. Um, exactly. You know, I agree with exactly what you said. And I like the fact that the <coughs> Lord kind of validated what the king of uh, Melche Melchizedek said, right? Because Melchizedek said, yo, God won this war for you. Mm -hmm. right? And the Lord is kind of like, yeah, right? I'm, I'm your shield. I'm your protector. Right. And that situation where you didn't get anything out of it. Because you rejected mm -hmm. that offer from the king of Sodom, uh -huh. right? Because Abraham could have came out of that with a lot of riches, uh -huh. right? But he, he rejected that. And then the Lord was like, yo, you chose the better reward, which is me. Uh -huh. right? So now he's, saying, he, he's kind of validating the events that just happened, right? 
Yeah, I'm I'm your shield. Listen, I I fought this war for you. I was protecting you, and I'm gonna continue to protect you, and you're gonna get your reward, right? Because I'm gonna be your reward, mm -hmm. right? So so you kind of see the Lord is like, yeah, I saw exactly what's going on, and exactly, you know, I know where your heart is at. And Abraham, you know, like we usually are, he's not satisfied. You see it in verse two. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? Dog, I just told you I'm your reward, B. Mm -hmm. what, what don't right. you, like totally clueless, you know? And it's, it, I mean, we do it. You even see children do it. You know, I remember coming to my pops and it's like, yo, I want the Nintendo. I want this. I want that. My pops is like, yo, dog, I give you food. I give you water. I give you clothes. I give you all of that. But she's like, nah, what are you going to give me, though? I want that. You know, so it's on his heart was still that part of not having an heir. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, that's what I really, really want. And, you know, you're seeing the relationship because God is like, yo, I'm your reward. Like yeah. me, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, like you said, you can't get no better reward than God. But Abraham is he's already he's he's wrapped up in himself mm -hmm. like this. Is, but at the end of the day, this is what I want. You know, and he makes that known. And, and you're seeing the relationship, just father and son. But it's just how, how fast God says, you know, I'm your reward. And all you could think about is having a... a I don't a, know a, if yeah. I see it like that. I, I, I feel like, because you said he was wrapped up in himself. I mean, God promised Abram, you know, all of this, right? It was God's promises. I don't know mm -hmm. if it was necessarily Abraham coming to God and saying, begging for an heir. But he didn't understand God's plan because how he was getting older. And as human beings, I think it's okay to ask God questions, even when He tells you when He, you know, promises you something. If it if it just doesn't make sense, because because yeah. to, to to this covenant, this promise that the Lord had offered him or that told him about, he didn't see it coming to fruition because he had no children. So I think it's okay to sometimes ask the Lord questions even when you don't understand. Would you Would you call that doubt? Yeah, there's probably some doubt in it. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I meant. Like, because God already told you. He told you twice. And that's the hard part for us as Christians is to wait, B. Yeah, for sure. It's to wait on God. Yeah. God already told you, yo, this is what's going to happen, but it's not happening on your time. You're talking about Eliezer. That's not, I didn't tell you about. When did I mention Eliezer? <laughs> Why are that's you talking to me about it? But that's, like I said, that's, that's the human are. part yeah. of us. That we can't wait on God. So you already starting to, you could see the conjuring. You're like, oh, I don't have no air, but Eliezer's in my household. You already starting to see this. You're trying to make sense of it. And God is like, fam, I'm with you. That's what he constantly is telling him. And you're seeing growth. Like I said, yeah. Abraham is growing to become the father of faith. But yeah. these are steps that we go through. You know, I'm not saying that it's, I mean, it's common, but you're seeing how God is so faithful and who god is and where we're at compared to faith you know um go ahead no i was gonna say um i think it's it's, it's totally normal to doubt like it's it's part of us i think it's, it's you know um yeah. and the lord's i think he's okay with that and it builds and um as you continue to build your faith and strengthen it you know you're probably gonna have less out but you're still gonna be doubting no matter what your entire life there's gonna be doubt in your life i mean entire life yeah. your entire walk there's going to be doubt and I think part of the reason, like, you know, in the scriptures when he says he's a lamp unto your feet, right? So that means it's like the Lord reveals certain things to you in, like, steps at a time. Right. Where you just shine a light on your feet in terms of, like, yo, the next step. Yeah. He doesn't give you a halogen lamp to see you 
you know, 20 years down the line. Because right. if he showed him 20 years down the line of what was going to happen, what he was going to make him do, everyone said, nah, yo, I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and then you'll never experience that growth in faith. You know, so he has to give you these little bits. So with these little bits, and you can't see next year or two years, that's what's going to create the doubt. And he was like, okay, now you come to me. So that creates a dependency. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's when he says this is a lamp onto your feet and not a yo straight halogen bulb to see, you know, 20 years down the line. Because mm. then, because when point. you do see, you know, some of the trials and tribulations that you're going to yeah, face yeah, yeah. in this walk, you're like, forget this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to deal with that. And, and I see um, there's, there's a difference in doubt, right? You could have, a, you could be doubtful in faith. How is this going to happen? Where you're trying to um, rationalize and figure it out for yourself. And Abraham does that. He falls into that. Mm. And you can have a doubt and unbelief. Like, you're talking crazy. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Abraham is like, yeah, I believe you, Lord. But how? I don't have a child. Like, these things that you're telling me, I believe it's going to happen. But I don't know how if I don't have a child. Then you're supposed to give me a child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And based on the culture... Obviously, if, if you have somebody, you know, a slave or a servant in your family, <coughs> right, right, right. you're able to, that, that person is able mm -hmm. to inherit, you know, the, the inheritance. Mm -hmm. um, so now you see Abraham trying to figure it out in his head. Mm -hmm. Like, man, listen, I really want a child, but I'm realizing I'm getting old. My wife is getting old. She's barren, right? We're in this, at this time, they're probably what, in their 70s? Or 80s or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so he's like, "All right, is this how it's gonna happen? Am I supposed to give everything to Eliezer? Right? Like, and he's trying to yeah. figure out how it's gonna happen right. and working it out in his head, right? And, and yeah. then the Lord gives him gives him little steps, like like right. like you said. And then the Lord goes on to say, um, right." Um, he was like, no, 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 no. The one is he, the air is going to come from your body, from your, uh, I think the word that is used is your, uh, what's the word? Your loins. Mm -hmm. Right. So he, God told Abraham, no, you're going to have a child. Right. And Abraham believed him. So Abraham stopped wrestling with that when the Lord gave him specific, you know, specific details about the promise. Whereas before he was trying to figure out, like, listen, I don't have a child. So based on what I know, based on the customs, based on how we do things, I guess Eliezer is going to be the one. But you kind of see Abraham's like, you know, I really wanted a child of my own. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And even in even in this, the Lord kind of didn't reveal everything to him right he said the child's gonna come out out of your loins and later on i kind of see abraham kind of took that right mm -hmm. and he based the decision off that which is was still wrong because you're still trying to figure it out and that's where i'm at with it that's the that's what i'm saying with it i'm not like you're seeing the growth in faith you know with him and these these moments I'm like, the way you deal with these moments can kind of dictate if you go before the Lord or you wait. Mm -hmm. 
you know? Yeah. Like these moments yeah. right here, these mo oh, let me try to see how I'm going to figure out the Lord. Mm. The Lord ain't moving, you know? Yeah. Like you're trying to even give the Lord the way to do it. Like, yo, Eliezer, boom, 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 boom. Like trying to reason, and, the, and it's like, yeah. it, it, I find that you have to be careful because a lot of times we go before the Lord when we're trying to figure it out. Right. That's a place where I don't like to be. I find 10 out of 10 times when I do that, I make, I make a mistake after that mm. when I'm trying to figure out the Lord I'm, and how the Lord is going to do what he's going to do. But I like the fact that... But it's human, though. Right. It's human. Abraham inquired. Right. right. He had an exchange, a dialogue with the Lord to try to understand that. Mm -hmm. And the Lord wasn't like, yo, man, just relax yourself. <laughs> I already told you two chapters ago what I'm right, gonna do. Right, definitely. Chill out. The Lord was like, "No, it's not gonna be aliens." So the Lord reveals. So you see the revelation, right? Right. When when um, Abraham is is fellowshipping with the Lord, that revelation come. So that you know that uh, wrestling with uncertainty, doubt, doubt and faith, not doubt and unbelief. Right. right. That's that's okay, yeah. and the Lord honors that, and the Lord talks about. Um, listen, look at the stars, right? Now he gi he's giving them a real practical example. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I said. And look at the stars in the sky. And if you could count those, then that's going to be the number of your, your uh, you know, the nation or, or, or your descendants. That's going to be the number. And it's interesting where back in chapter uh, 13, he compared it to the sand, the was dust. It, was it 13? What was yeah. it? He, he said that either 12, it could have been 12, where he kind of compared like your descendants is going to be like the dust, right? Which could kind of represent um, the physical, right? National Israel, mm -hmm. right? Like his, his national descendants. And then, you know, in chapter 15, he, he goes up and he says the stars, which could probably represent the spiritual descendants, you know? Because yeah. when you go to Galatians, you know, Paul talks about, yo, those that believe, those are the real, you know, descendants of Abraham. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just, oh, a, just a good point, the way, you know, God goes dirt and then he goes to the stars, Earthly and spiritual. And none, That's a great example. Yeah. I like that. None of y'all feel bad for Eliezer? <laughs> Eliezer good, though. You know though. what I'm saying? Because this dude got like a lottery ticket right here. They get snatched out of him. You know, like once <laughs> the real heir is born. Nah, but you're going to see Eliezer. He's a, um, he's a servant, man. Yeah. You know, like that was, he's a, that was the right hand man. Right. He's mm -hmm. a real G to the point where it's like, dog, he's, he's Abraham's real. He's really, he's, he has a servant heart. Yeah. He has a servant attitude. Like you, you're gonna see. Like even on the mission that he goes on, and we don't know too on. much about him. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I, that's why I like him because yeah. he ain't put himself like, yeah, yeah, you right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Why am I not air? You start to see this whole right. movie plot. <laughs> right. We gotta kill the guy so I could become the air. Nah, it's, he's yeah. a real like humble, and he serves Abraham. And you know the great thing is that um, he don't bring any attention to himself, mm -hmm. like you're saying. You don't bring any attention to the, and and the interesting thing that the name Eliezer, when it's translated, means comforter. Exactly. But we're not, you know. Mm. Chill, 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 chill. chill. Uh, <laughs> verse six is the gospel. Mm -mm -mm. Right. First time that the word believed is used in the scriptures, and the first time that the word righteous is used in the scriptures. Mm. Right. 
and he believed in the Lord, right? And he accounted it to him for righteousness. What do you guys think about that? I think the gospel is so simple, man. You know, just believe. You know, you don't. There's no works involved. There's nothing else, man. Believe in the Lord that you know He is your Savior, and you know if it's genuine, you know, we'll see you in heaven. <laughs> and and this is before he did anything. Right yeah. before he did anything, he just believed, and God said, "That's righteousness." Mm-hmm. And and God saw it too, right? You had the initial. Um, message the initial word that abraham received yo leave the land leave your family right and abraham probably took 15 to 25 years Mm -hmm. to do that but then you know he finally went right and then you saw the different tests that abraham went through Mm -hmm. right when he left and he went to egypt and then the battles Mm -hmm. right and it got to a point where um the lord told them no this is what it's going to be and obviously, the Lord can see the heart. Like, he, he, he knows these things. Mm-hmm. And Abraham was like, okay, I, I believe you. I believe everything that you're telling me is going to pass. The part is, I don't understand how. Mm-hmm. And that's with all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't understand how these things are going to happen because yep. the Lord is so much greater than we are. Mm-hmm. He knows the end from the beginning. And he's going to do it in a way that's going to glorify him. Mm-hmm. Right? Because... Mm-hmm. Abraham, in his mind, he's like, you know, I'm old. My wife is past the age of childbearing. Right. How are you going to do this? You know? And, that, and like I said, that's the process. That's why I said what I said in the beginning. That's the process we have when we're dealing with the Lord. Is we, like, it's human nature to try to figure it out. You know, to try to figure it out. We always, because we have our own will. We have our own desires. And we're always trying to figure it out. And it's like when the Lord reveals these things to us like even in reasoning with him are we just gonna sit back and believe you know and that's the point where i'm trying to shorten the point of reasoning Mm. i don't want to like wrestle because we're going to see later on a man who wrestled with god and where where it ended up right you know so just reading this i'm i'm i want to get to more of the point with god where it's like you tell me something and i believe because i understand that Faith is what pleases him. It's not about me understanding how you're going to do this, Lord. Right. You'll be, yeah. It's impossible to please God without faith. And I want to get, that's where, that's why I'm saying we're going to see Abram get to that point. Abraham's going to get to a point where God is going to tell him something that is going to be absurd. Right. <laughs> and his thing is God is going to provide. Right. Though he gets to this point, right, right, you know, where it's like I'm not reasoning no more. Ain't no more questions. Oh Lord, but there's no this. Nah, he's like you'll be God's gonna, and then he just moves. You're gonna see that progression. Yeah, this is yeah, this is extremely powerful verse, and people really have to pay attention to that because it gets repeated throughout. You know, it's a common theme as you go from old to new. This you know counted to him as righteousness. That that's before the law. That was before circumcision. Mm-hmm. Before he said, you, you know, uh, said that don't eat pork, don't eat shrimp, don't eat lobster. <laughs> that was before that. Before um, when you're supposed to wear fringes. Shrimp and lobster is good, though, B. <laughs> yo, yo. Before wearing fringes and a ribbon of blue. Listen, the pork was made by the white man. <laughs> yo, B. That's yo. dog and rat dog. mixed together. Right, yo. Right. <laughs> yo, what? man. Yo. Bacon is- on everything, dog. <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, this is before that. Like, before knocking on doors, you know, um, before all of this, right. before saying that you have to make a pilgrimage, you have to pray five times Word facing up. Mecca. This is before I'm going to beat my drums and scream out Harry Krishna. This is before all these things were ever established. He said he was, he was counted righteous because he believed. Yep. So there's two ways you could be you could be counted righteous. You could work. That's your own righteousness. Follow yeah. the law. Mm-hmm. Perfectly. But it has to be perfect. Right. And no man is able to do that. Right? Only one man was able to do that, and that's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Or you could believe in God. And you- and and righteousness will be imputed onto you. It's kind of like a like a bill. Right. Right? where the bill is cleared because of your belief, because of your faith. Right. So it's like God takes his righteousness and he puts it on you. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you believe what I'm saying. Right. Right? But if you try to do it yourself, you're not going to, because God is holy and he's perfect and is eternal, you won't be able to pay that because you will always have to be righteous. Right, you always have to be good, and you you're gonna have to make up for the bad that you did before, which is right. impossible. Yeah. Right, because you, you have to be perfect, and there's no way you could be perfect. Mm-hmm. Right, so now we're seeing the gospel. Now yeah. we're seeing how a person is uh, deemed righteous. Right, we're seeing how a person is see, is standing in the right position in front of God, and that's right here in Genesis chapter 15. Is color involved? No. Is is his ethnicity involved? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't see any ethnicity. I don't see he, any of that. And he he <laughs> believed in the Lord, and he, meaning the Lord, accounted it to him for righteousness. That's yes. how simple the gospel is. That's what I'm saying, bro. People but, make it real difficult. You know why I think it's hard? Because dog, people don't believe that's the standard. You know, they don't believe you got to understand. It's like they don't believe that the standard to righteousness is according to what God says. It's according to what they believe. That's why it's like, oh, I'm not a bad person. Cause, and then you compare yourself to, you know, a, a, a mass murderer, a mass killer, you know, because you feel like that's the standard. The standard is as long as I'm not out there doing mass shootings, I'm righteous. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yo, I give out meals every Saturday to the homeless. I'm righteous because that's because you don't understand the standards. Yeah, right. You know, and if you're but if you're going to going according to God's standards, it's like what Marcus says, like you're never going to be able to do it by works because his standards is perfect is to be right. perfection. Perf- perfection is to be flawless. Yeah. That's his standard. So now if you understand that's the standard and you agree with those standards, then you're going to lean towards this because this makes more sense. Because you know you right. can't do it. Right. You know you can't do the standards according to the law. As we start to, you know, when we read further with the law and the Ten Commandments and all of that, dog, you break one, you break them all. Right. But you have to agree this is the standard. And I think a lot of people don't, uh, they don't, they don't take that as the standard. Like, right. be perfect. Who's perfect? Nobody's right. perfect. But you'd be like, but, be, but that's the standard. Right. So now when you understand the standard, then you could be like, yo, give me the gospel, B. <laughs> give me the gospel. Because I, cause if that's the standard, the only way I'm going to be righteous is through belief. Right. And, you know, this, this makes me think of, you know, the scripture when it says the flesh lusteth after the spirit and the spirit um, lusteth after the flesh. 
that whole lusty, a lot of times I think we fall into the, the trap thinking that, oh, the, the flesh is lusty, which is I'm part of the example in terms of like, you know, whether you're, you know, fornication, drugs, or all these other things. Mm-hmm. I think also that lusting after the spirit is that self-righteousness. The spirit is truthful and it's perfect. And the flesh is lusting after it. And what the flesh end up doing wants to do all these self-righteous standards. Oh, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. I need to do this so I could be like the spirit. I need to be perfect. I need to, you know, pass out a million tracks. I need to be screaming on a blowhorn on the corner, you know, with my braids in my bed. I need to Yo. pray to Mecca. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, the, dog, he, the flesh. He's three for three just now, dog. You need to see him three. He went three he for three. Yo, me. No, he didn't let up. Yo, but the, the flesh lusteth right. after self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. He want to prove righteousness by the works of the flesh. Listen, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of people out there that still think that they have to work Straight up. in order to mm-hmm. be in the right standing in front of God. And just listening to what you guys are saying, it leads me to believe that you don't know God. That's it. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's all what it is. All it boils mm-hmm. down to. The God that you're worshiping is an idol, mm-hmm. right? And you don't know the true living God. It's yourself. That's why you're yeah. trying to work your way to this perfection or this relationship or work your way into heaven you can't you can't do it and it's clear right here and this is this is abraham we're talking about yeah. like that's why i said i didn't i didn't know the standard until i read the word right, right. you know because before you read the word you have your own standards whatever right. they are you're like yo exactly like if i do a certain amount of works i'm good Right. Or if I'm not like this person, I got to make sure I'm not like this person, then I'm good. And you know, yeah, until yeah. you read the word of God and you realize God is like, nah, my standard <laughs> is, Cause, cause your dog, you can't, you can't even look at that girl. <laughs> you can't even, you can't even hate your brother. You a murderer. And then I was like, that's the standard? Oh, nah, dog, I'm a sinner. It's the world standard. Is you know a lot of institution create a standard, but mm. when you go into the Word of God, it's it's pretty clear. But um, yeah, you need so to read the Word. Let's um, let's go from seven to sixteen. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? So he said to him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Then he brought all these to him and cut them in two down the middle and placed each piece opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds in two. And when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and behold, horror and great darkness fell Mm. upon him. Then he said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they will afflict them four hundred years, and also the nation whom they serve. I will judge afterward, they shall come out with great possessions." Now, as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall return here. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. Mm-hmm. What are your mm. thoughts? Hmm. So, so again, you see Abraham um, kind of reasoning with the Lord. Yeah. Right. And Abraham is kind of like, hey, give me something. 
right, right. Give me something to show me that. I think that know. was real, though. <laughs> yeah. I think that was listen, real. Listen, because <laughs> you you making a lot of promises, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Abraham with a with a uh, tat tatted on your arm, so 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 I can know it's real. So, right <laughs> Abraham is like, I've been hearing nothing but promises, man. <laughs> I need a little, I need a little down payment <laughs> on this promise. But I go into his his mind state, right? Let's yeah. think about the culture. Let's think about what the people did in that culture when you got into an agreement, mm -hmm. when you got into a covenant. Oh, so yeah. it's not it's not crazy what Abraham was asking. No, Abraham was like, all yeah. right, Lord, this yeah. is, yeah. I believe you, right? We already established right. that before. Right. 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 So all of this is coming from a position of belief, right? right? And Abraham's right. probably walking like around like, yo, these people be clowning me out here. No, it's real talk. <laughs> talking <laughs> about, yo, you're the father of many, you ain't got no kids. <laughs> right, I'm right, out right. here looking like a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> right? No. right, right, right. So he was like, "All right, let's 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 make this real. Let's Lord. make this real." Yep. And the I, Lord, yeah. the Lord was like, "All right, yo, go do this." Stay right. Down. So the things that he was about to do is something that was, you know, the the Eastern custom, right? Um, in terms of ratifying an agreement, right? right? This is an agreement. We're we're coming into a, a a pact, a covenant, and this was probably the custom of where Abraham was from. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the Lord tells him to go get these animals, right? Chop them up in two and kind of line them up in a row. Mm -hmm. um, but the birds were small, so all right, you don't have to cut those birds. And then, you know, Abraham was kind of waiting around, you know, for the Lord. So because Abraham knew, like, if you told me to do these things, and Abraham kind of understood what to do. He, right? So the agreement, you make the agreement, you, you set it up, and the two parties would have to walk in between the, the chopped up animals, right? right? So, so basically it's like, all right, if I don't follow through on my end of the bargain, I'm going to be like, like these animals, right? My blood will be spilled like these animals, right? right? And... Um, so the Lord is putting his very existence on the line, right? right? So, but, well, obviously we, we understand that God is God, but he's doing that to show Abraham, right. like, yo, this is real. Yeah, this is real. And what, what I'm telling you is going to come to pass because right. I'm putting my name on it. I'm putting right. my very being, you know, as collateral for this. Right. Right. If I don't come through, I'm going to be like these animals chopped up mm -hmm. with my blood spilled. But what's important, too, is that, like you said, usually the two people that were making the covenant would walk through. He didn't have him walk through with him because oh, this is a covenant that only God could create and only God could, could, yeah. could fulfill. That's, that's in uh, read 17 then because read on, verse 17. I'll read it. And it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark that behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. So um, what do you guys think about? So Abraham is there waiting, waiting so for the, the one thing I also just want to bring up real quick is. Only God can save. We know that, right? You know, these covenants only God fulfills, but there's always a responsibility of man. Like he told him, get these animals together, do this, do this, do that. God could have done all that. He didn't need to, but mm -hmm. there's there's a responsibility 
of man that God asks us to do. And it, it, as minute as it may be to God, you know, we have to come through. And that's why I think with, with the salvation, with free will, you know, th there's a responsibility that I have to believe, you know, yeah. to do this in order for that covenant to, to come to fruition with God. Um, and that's just, that goes with, with my beliefs on just free will and, and right. salvation. And, and, and God doesn't need us to do anything, but he, he was like, all right, go get this, go get that, do this, do this, you know, just, just to allow him to, to be part of it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, just, you know, after he set everything up, vultures came and he had yeah. to drive them away. And, you know, the enemy, I look at that as the enemy. He's always, he's watching too, you know, and that's his, his goal is to, he wanted to disrupt that whole covenant. Mm. He wanted, he yeah. wanted to disrupt that. So it's like with the covenants we make, you know, with God or just with other, like with horizontal covenants, you know, just with, um, as believers and just with people. You know, there's people that's going to, you know, um, the enemy's always going to come and try to disrupt that and try to take that away, you know, but you have to drive it away. You Amen. know, Abram, Abram had to physically like yes. drive these birds away. Yeah. Like it was an right. act, like right. he had to do it. He didn't just sit and be passive and all oh, let the birds do whatever they were going to do. Oh, God is going to do it. No, he got up and he, cause he, he, uh, valued that covenant too. He understood that this is, I'm making something with God. So he protected it. I should mm, say. Yeah. You know, you got to protect those covenants. So when the vultures come, you got to drive it away. Yeah. You got to drive it away. You can't just sit back and lie. No, you got to drive it away. And that goes what we were talking about earlier. It's like he didn't ask God, God, should I drive these vultures away? No, he right. did it. Because <laughs> right. he knew what God's will was. Because he know, had right? that much respect for exactly. the covenant he and respect like, no, for I'm God. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to sit here and, and ask a question that I know God's will already. Right. Yeah, because the enemy is going to come and try and and feed upon your uh your your the promise right yeah and feed upon your reward that you're supposed to get yeah um, and, th and that's a picture also when we see the the parable of the seeds with you know laying the seeds it's like oh he dropped seeds on that soil and what happened the birds the raven, came the raven came, mm. try to take it so this is a picture to show the consistency and why we seen the birds of prey here how the enemy is always working mm. the enemy never sleeps he's always looking to disrupt your relationship with god and to prevent people that are unsaved in getting saved right you know so he's always there dealing with both the saved and the unsaved he's a thief that's right he's a thief and he's he's ready to snatch away your rewards but um, on, just we, real quick just a scripture to prove to just back up and john six twenty nine says jesus answered um this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, that is Amen. the work. That is the yep. only work you have to do, you know, to um to yeah. to, to, to to gain just righteousness with God. Amen. And we're seeing it here. You know, and, and he had to believe. We already and, established yeah. that Abraham was was righteous. God already said that. Mm -hmm. So all of this stuff is it's for Abraham. Right. Mm -hmm. It's for Abraham, it's for his growth, it's for his faith. And the Lord is is conceding, like, all right, man, let's do it. I'm I'm with it. Word up. You know, this is your customs. All right. This is this is how you you ratify it. All right, let's do it. But I think something you mentioned before, Ralph, about knowing, right? Sometimes the reward, you're gonna go through hardship, you know, before you get to that reward part. And we mm -hmm. see Abraham falling into this this fear and this dread and this darkness mm. coming upon him. And 
we see kind of like the Lord is revealing it's going to be a hard road, mm. right? The The Lord kind of told him, listen, you, you, you're going to grow to a nice old age and then you're going to, you're going to die. But your descendants, mm. they're going to go through a hard time, right? And that's what that fear that fell upon him mm-hmm. kind of represent and this dread because, you know, he, he tells you, he tells him that, listen, your descendants, they're going to be in bondage for 400 years. So before the, before the reward comes, right? Because it's a journey, right? This, this revelation that God gives to Abraham, it's like thousands, thousands of years, mm-hmm. right? The, the real revelation of it, right? right? If we're talking about the, the fulfillment of it in Christ, that's, that's a long time, right? right? I think that's probably, what, 2,000 years yeah. that he's talking about? And and that journey that his descendants is gonna go through, it's not gonna be easy, mm. right? So you see that dread and that darkness falling uh, on Abraham, and even in that, he didn't he didn't renege. He didn't be like yo, you know, I don't want to deal with this. Right. I don't want to have to go through this, yeah. right? Because because the end is gonna be the reward is gonna be greater, mm. right? Than than what you're you know, the, the hard times that you're going to go through. Yeah. And God came down as what it says. It says a burning oven, a torch, mm. a furnace, you know, where it says our God is a consuming fire. You know, I just think about his holiness, you know, just how just hot and just is your God is pure. Like when you put something in the fire <laughs> and you bring it back out, dog, it's, it's, all the all the, the impurities is removed from it. And that's how he that's how God came down. You know, he came down as a smoking says smoking oven, a burning torch passed through those two pieces. Like God coming down as that. You know, yeah. representing himself as that is just that's who God is, man. And, and those yeah. those same pictures was in um after the children of Israel left Egypt, right? You had the pillar of fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, at night, and you had that uh, Shekinah glory, the cloud. At day. At yeah. day. So, you know, you see those these two, uh, the how, how the Lord kind of represent himself in this picture. And Abraham, he's in this this foggy daze, and he's seeing that. Mm. And like, Ange, how you mentioned before, Abraham didn't participate That's right. in this ritual. It was all God, mm. which is basically saying, this falls all on me. There's nothing that you need to do in order to um make this come to pass right like a hundred percent of it falls on me and and we see examples of like i'm gonna read a, a scripture from um, jeremiah 34 um verse 18 says and i will give um the men who have transgressed my covenant who have not performed the words of the covenant which they made before me when they cut the calf in two and passed between the parts of it the princes of Judah, the princes of Jerusalem, the eunuchs, the priests, and all the people of the land who pass between the parts of the calf, I will give them into the hand of their enemies and into the hand of those who seek their life. Their dead bodies shall be for meat for the birds of the heaven and the beasts of the earth. So this is showing you, like, this was the, the custom when you're making the covenant. Mm-hmm. And when he made, you know, this was like after Mount Sinai and the covenant that they made. So here we're seeing, and this, during this culture, Right, this um, near Eastern, it was actually called the Vassal Suzerainty, 
um, covenant. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, like uh, like you guys were um, explaining that whenever two nations, two kingdoms make a covenant, it was like okay, the usually actually was the lesser king, like the the one that's kind of like like either losing the battle the battle or they were weaker they were the ones that actually walked through mm. um the cut the, the animals knowing that okay you have to give authority and submission to the the more powerful king mm. and know that if you don't keep the covenant that he lays on you because he's the ruling king over the entire area mm. if you don't follow it then you're going to be like these dead animals and you're going to be splitting that because you got to keep the covenant that I lay on you because I'm the ruling king. Mm-hmm. Right. So the thing is, I'm thinking that, so Abraham already realized that, hey, he said these animals and I got to go through it right. because I got to keep the covenant that he made. He's, he's God. And I got to I got to keep it. And God hit him with a deep sleep. <laughs> and God hit him with a deep sleep. <laughs> like, yo, I don't even want you to even try to think that. <laughs> This is this, this is, is something on that's you. on you, yeah. That he goes through. So we seeing right here. So we already seen, um, um, righteousness and believing. And now, like you're saying, that this whole covenant is based on him. Because now he's saying, I'm going to go through this. Yep. And if that's this right. covenant fails, I'm going to be like this. And you know what? He did die and was split and did shed his blood on the cross. All right. <laughs> For that covenant to come. For through, that covenant yeah. to come through. <laughs> anyway, wow. yeah. that's that's deep. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'll be God be. He's um he's in tuned. And all we have to do is believe in him, and he becomes our exceedingly great he, reward. Jesus Christ did the work, man. So so um and Abraham's faith, right? He was obedient and listening to the Lord. He obeyed God uh, to get him to this point, right? And then you know the Lord kind of reveals some of the history, some of the things that his descendants are going to go through and then in verse 16 you know god says but in the fourth generation they shall return here for the iniquities of the amorites is not yet complete right so amorites were one of the nations that was in the land of canaan Mm -hmm. and the lord is you know he said the iniquities of the amorites hasn't been completed because the lord he's going to use the nation of israel to judge a lot of these nations, right? That's God's judgment. So we see here how God measures time, Mm. right? He measures time morally. Yes. Um, And we saw that in Genesis 6, right? We saw God checking it out, and he was like, dog, everybody is is done, right? We're going to see it again in, you know, a couple of chapters where the morality of... um, you know, whether it's a nation, that's how God, God doesn't deal with time, right? He doesn't deal, oh, you got three, four years. No, nah, he was like, no, this, this cancer is growing and it's going to get to the point where the, this cancer has to get cut off, mm-hmm. right? So he, he kind of, you know, goes to this quick history of, of what's going to happen to Abraham's descendants. Um, and then he, you know, in verse, uh, verse 1 18 you know on the same day the lord made a covenant with abram saying to your descendants i have given this land from the river of egypt to the great river the river euphrates the kenites the kenizzites the Camanites, the hittites the perizzites the raphim the amorites the canaanites the girgashites and the jebusites so the, 
all these nations were living in that land, mm -hmm. right? This vast um, section of land he mentioned from, you know, the great river of Egypt to river Euphrates. He was like, all this land, I'm going to give it to you, right? The land that these people are staying in. Matter of fact, it's my land, and I'm going to give it to who I want to give it to, right? And these, these nations, right, they're there. But their iniquities is piling up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's right. going to get to the point where y'all going to get evicted. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give the land to who I promised the land to, mm -hmm. which is Abraham and his descendants. Mm -hmm. So you're over here fighting for land, thinking it's yours or it's not. Dog, the children of Israel, they were given that land by God. Yep. Yeah. And you, you go figure that out. Yep. Right? Right. You trying to get legislation to, to work that out? Like, no, nah, it's not it's it's not gonna work out like that. And it's like what we was talking about the last time with the children of Israel, those who bless them, you know. That that's why I, you know, like I said, I, I was so it changed the way I looked at it because of the land being involved. That's one. And two, God saying it's you know, just an everlasting covenant, you know, making with Abram and Isaac and Jacob and the children of Israel. And it's like what you said. It's like when God, I take God for his word, you know, when he, he knows what he, he means what he, he says. He walked through them dead animals, dog. This is a We're covenant. Not, you're not going to change that. You're not going to change that. So like you're saying, it's like anybody, they had people that was in the land and he's like, I know they in the land. And on the fourth generation, your seat descendants going to come back and they're going to take this Because I know what they're going to do. Exactly. And it's it's hard because God knows everything. So he's saying stuff where he's like, I don't understand what you mean. Mm -hmm. But he's God. And he's like, I'm seeing the end from the beginning. Right. And he was like, Yo, at a certain point, judgment is going to come for these people. Right. Right. And I'm going to use you. Right. I'm not going to I'm not going to use rain. I'm not going to, you know, rain down, you know, sulfur and fire. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to use you. Because now I chose you guys to be a representation of me. Right. right? So I'm going to use you to judge. But then, you know, as, as you go on into, you know, um, Exodus and the stories, Joshua, you kind of see how the Lord deals with the people also. Mm -hmm. Right. And remember, the original promise to Abraham was that so that everybody could get blessed. So that's 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 the long view, right? That's the goal. The goal is that everybody, every nation has the opportunity to be in a relationship with God. And it's going to happen through Abraham, through his seed. Right? Talking about Jesus Christ. I think people don't mm. I think people don't like the process. That's what it is. People don't like the. They don't like. They want. They want it to be them. Of course, because they want to be the God's chosen people. Yeah, they want to be special. Yeah, right. That's it. People don't right. like the process. That it's like I said, Jesus Christ is going to be ruling from Jerusalem. He's a Jewish king. Jesus is a Jew. This book <laughs> so is Jewish. It's, it's a Jewish book. That's why I'm like, you got to understand. You're going to be worshiping a Jewish king in Jerusalem in the millennium. Right. You know. So it's like all nations is going to have to come and pay tribute to a Jewish king. And that's why it's like, I, I'm not Jewish. So I don't like that process. Like, I'm, I'm this, so I'm a king, and my people are kings, and we come from kings, and <laughs> what's up, king? 
I want to be a king. Why we can't be the kings? Why it can't come from us? Because at the end of the day, everybody want to be special. Everybody, everybody think they special. special. <laughs> everybody think they're you know they're they're righteous. Everybody think that you know they they're set apart and right. they don't like the process that oh I got to go through a Jew to <laughs> to gain my righteousness. Yeah, bro. Jesus you know it, it came through a Jew. That's how That's it right. came through, and people don't like that. It, it always goes back to what people want, B. Yeah. What you want, how you feel, it always goes back to that, and you will reject the truth because of that. Right. And that you want to be worshipped. That's it. We don't want to worship the Jewish yeah. king. That's why I, I want to be worshipped. Yeah. That's why. I'm it's, Hebrew, that's it. <laughs> yo, man. That's. But that's <laughs> this guy. Yo, B. This guy's four for four. Yo. So it's like. But it's like that's why it's like, yo, okay, so what color was Jesus? Was Jesus this just cause you want you gonna try to conf- force him to make him look like mm. you want him to look like you, dog. Yeah. That's all it is. You want him yeah. to look like you because you wanna be able to say, Yeah, yeah, everybody getting blessed, but it's coming through my people. It's coming through <laughs> right. this, it's coming cause you wanna be a part of that. Right, right. You you want you you, you want your name somewhere in there. It's about you. It ain't about everybody, like you said. Right, it ain't right, about right. all nations. Right. It's not about the world. It's about you. Again, that's because you don't know the Lord. That's because yeah. you don't. You don't believe what God is saying in this in this book. Right. You don't take it for what God says yeah. and what he what he does. It's clear. But like you said, everybody want to be special, yeah. and it's humbling, dog. Of it's course. humbling to realize, dog, you nobody. Nothing. You are nobody. Yo, Matter of fact, should, you less than nobody. You should be grateful for the Jewish nation. Exactly. For what they went through. Because right. it wasn't sweet. Mm-mm. It was not sweet mm-hmm. for the yeah. Jewish nation. Point, for what they for what God used them, right? Yo, you're my chosen people. I'm going to choose you for a particular mission. Word. Yeah. And through them, blessing for the whole world came. They've been under attack by the enemy since day one. Because Doug. of him trying to stop Christ from coming from them. We're just reading about them being enslaved for 400 years in Egypt. That's right. That responsibility. People don't understand the responsibility it was a responsibility that comes, it had. Yeah. They don't understand yeah. the responsibility that comes with right. being chosen. It's right. like, it's like, don't a, it's like it. a big brother thing. Right? Mm-hmm. The big brother nation went through all the hardship. Mm-hmm. Right. right? To, to bring this, this gift. But that's why anti-Semitism. Yo, that's a demonic, like, that's a demonic spirit. And yeah, and the thing is, you even see it. Satanic. It, it's <laughs> very satanic. Yo, you even see it now, like, even as a nation, the responsibility they even have. Like, when you look at them and you look at everybody else, like, even the freedoms and all of that, like, they have as far as just customs and everything, like, it's a responsibility. And people don't really understand that. Like, the blessing... Okay, there's blessings that come with it, but with the blessings comes a lot of responsibility. And people want the blessings, but they don't want the responsibility. Don't want the responsibility. Right. You don't right. want the responsibility. If you really wanted the responsibility, trust me, there would be more of you acting. Yeah. Like <laughs> like the Jewish nation. But you're not. Yeah, everybody's you entitled. Yeah. They're entitled. Yeah. That's it. I deserve it. I'm good. That's why it's this. yeah. That's why it's like, yo, that's that's why I was born, so I'm I'm blessed automatically. I don't gotta follow nothing. I ain't gotta do nothing. I right. don't gotta, you know. It's just that's why it always goes back to genealogy. Cause genealogy right. is easy. I'm born like that, so it's like okay, I don't have no responsibility to make certain choices. Mm-hmm. That's why you will always put it on how you were born. I was that's born great. like this. 
I was born into that. So I'm automatically good. I don't gotta, I don't gotta follow nothing. I don't gotta do nothing. I don't have no responsibility for anything. This is just, you know, and you, and you see that with, um, I guess with monarchs and stuff like that. Like when you see those kids that's just born into royalty, you see how they are. Majority of the time they're spoiled brats. Mm -hmm. They don't understand it. That's why like their fathers don't want to pass the, 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 you know, make them the heir and, and pass the throne over to them because when you're born into something and you don't understand the responsibility yeah. with it, yo dog, you a spoiled brat, baby. Yeah, you take advantage of it, you abuse it and yeah. you mistreat it. Yep. Yeah. And you mistreat everybody else yes. around you. Right. And I think, you know, people miss the point also cuz God dealt God was dealing with people before the Jewish nation. Abraham wasn't Not Jewish. <laughs> Noah, Noah wasn't a Jew. Noah B. wasn't Jewish. Enoch wasn't Jewish. Yeah. Abel wasn't a Jew, B. So they I, I don't know if it's they don't understand the point of the Jewish nation. Right, they don't. Like the yeah, Lord don't. chose somebody, chose a group. He chose a man, right? Abraham, and he made a promise to that man. And he said, "Listen, that promise is going to be fulfilled through your family." Mm -hmm. Right? That was the point. So it's not it's not cuz cuz Paul breaks that all down, right? All the barriers, all the you know, distinguishing uh, nations, line, men, women, free, slave. Right. He destroyed all that. But the Jewish nation has and have a purpose to come in the economy of God. And he's right. going to continue using them until he's done. Right. Right. You have, you, you still, you know, people try to replace them, you know, um, replacement theology. Mm -hmm. Right. Get rid of them. Now it's the church. No, the church has a purpose. The Jewish people also have a purpose. And the reason that we're able to sit here and open these books and go through and know about God is because he used the Jewish nation. Right. Right? That takes that takes reading, B. Yeah. And, and that takes reading in context, too. Right. People don't want to read. <laughs> and, you know, and the thing is, that, and when you do take the overarching um, yeah. picture of, of this, right, is that when you look at it and the reason why he chose the Jewish nation, because when you look at the ancient Near Eastern, like, history and the way they moved, they thought gods, these deities, were um, local, regional, and they were dealing with certain nations, certain groups of people like the Canaanites, all these things. Mm. So it was all a regional. Oh, he's, this is the god. They worship the god of the valleys. They worship the god of the mountains. So it was all local, regional, right? And, and this is the reason why Moses wrote the first five books, to put everything in context because he was addressing a, um, a culture. Mm. The culture, these Mesopotamian culture that all have following all these gods, and yeah. this is why he says, "Yo, there's one God." Mm. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, "So they was following all these gods that was, you know, localized to different nations." So God said, "What am I have to do in order to show you that there is one real God? I'm gonna choose this one nation. I'm gonna work through them so that everyone around can see that there is one God and not all these false gods that everybody is following." So this was. In context, that's why he chose the Jewish nation right. to show people that there is one God because I'm going to work through these people, right. through this nation, through this area, through, through this locale because everybody had a different God in each different locale. Right. So he had to use a group of people to show his power, his majesty, and his love so that everybody else could say, mm -hmm. oh, there is one true God because he's working through that nation of people. Let's worship him. Right. You see, you're the reason why people are not going to go read. <laughs> people don't understand everything you just said Dude, you understand it because you read everything in context 
and you've right. been reading the book. Like a lot of people who come with whatever they Though have a lot about of churches don't read the book. They don't read the Bible, B. Churches they don't do read, not the read the word. The Yo, they read the verse of the day. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Devo- they're, devo- they're devo- Devo Mike. Wow. <laughs> That's their walk, Devo Mike. Oh. There ain't no Bereans out there, yeah. bro. <laughs> Listen, that, is. and that—that's our—that's our heart. That's our prayer that, you know, through through people seeing us read the book, that they open up the book and read for themselves, and you get more understanding, be. And you know, the Lord will deal with you. The Holy Spirit will deal with you and and reveal things to you. And you could, you know, send us comments and correct us when. Yeah, I mean, if they don't, <laughs> we if go they off. Don't see how dope the book is already, bro. By now. Come on. Um, but yeah, man, let's let's close in prayer. Uh, we'll get into the rest next time. All right, Heavenly Father, Lord, we are just so grateful for another opportunity to come together, Lord, and just to fellowship and read your word and um, just to have you speak to us through it. And we pray for those that are listening and watching. We ask that you would just touch them, Lord, and that um, this word would just um, infiltrate their hearts and that they would just... Uh, desire to just devour it, Lord, on a daily basis, Lord, and that you would create many Bereans um, through this uh, through this podcast, Father. Mm-hmm. So be with us. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Amen.